Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Mum. Hello, Holly. I'm calling you Holly today. Uh, It's very formal. I know. How are you doing, my darling? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, nice to see you. Um, I feel like we always talk about weather in this bit, so I'm going to try and avoid doing that. Well, you already just have spoken about it. Should we just move on to the podcast? <laughs> I yeah. Think so. Are you doing well? Yeah. I do really well, thank you. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Lo- lovely to actually though be in your presence as we're doing this. So I do much prefer that to yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Um, so that's lovely. I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know if anyone can tell a difference in our I don't know vibe or, or the way the episodes go on Zoom as opposed to being in person. But I do like seeing you in front of yeah, me. And, me yeah. Me too. Love it. Love it. All right. Do you want to take us through what, what we're going to be discussing today? This is this is yeah. your your topic, isn't it? It is. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. When you, uh, but so was the abundance topic, and that went down well. So yeah, people did like that. So also a shout out to anyone listening that gave us feedback on that episode. Thank you so much. Or any episode. Yeah. Because honestly, it's really, really lovely um, reading and, and hearing your lovely comments and, and knowing that the episodes have resonated or helped you in some way. Um, that's that's why the only reason why we do these. So, yeah, thank you so much for that, genuinely. Yeah, and I just want to second that because it is lovely yeah. to get the uh, comments and it really honestly it makes such a difference so thank you so so much and and thank you for all of our guests so far that have been on here as well definitely because you've all shown such honesty vulnerability and it's all to to help people you know for people to resonate so thank you so so much for sure okay so what we're speaking about today is and this came from a coaching session um, that I've had this week is how we can so easily we do it habitually and this is what I kind of really want to help people with in this episode is we speak about our old stories mm-hmm. even now okay so we're in the present moment the old stories no longer exist unless we give it attention and yet we still speak about them and these old stories tend not to be the most gorgeous wonderful stories at all in point of fact they're not they're the opposite and yet we'll talk about them And we'll even keep talking about them and justify why we're speaking about them. Okay, so we'll even give ourselves a reason to speak about them. Mm. And they're not doing us any good at all. They're impacting on our thought process in the present moment. So we can't move forward into something that feels good when we're tied up with something in the past of doesn't feel good, but we're still speaking about it. And we've got to stop doing that. We've really got to stop. What happened, happened. Mm -hmm. But to keep bringing it into your present means that there's no movement forward from it. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared, everyone. No, um, I totally agree with you. I I really do. I think that it's really important um, to, you know, let go of the past and let go of the old stories that either you're telling yourself about, you know, yourself or you're telling yourself about other people or, or past events. I really do agree with that. However, I also think there's an important part of processing. Um, what's the word kind of, you know, discussing, understanding, deconstructing, perhaps any of those events in your life that have happened. And I think my question then to you would just be, 
at what point is enough enough? Do you know what I mean? At what point does it stop being a useful, productive, healthy exercise and become that negative, unhealthy exercise of repeating, 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 and it not actually bringing you any benefit? I think that's a great question. And um, gosh, you put me on the spot, don't you? Every single episode. Um, Someone's a qualified life coach in this room, and I'll tell you for free, it's not me. So <laughs> but I may sound like it, but, but no. <laughs> but just, I am a life coach, not a therapist. Okay, very um, true. Very but I true. am an energy worker, and I know how energy works. And you've got too much wisdom, Mum, so I'm going to keep throwing these questions at you. you <laughs> yeah, know. right. Um, and I know how energy works and it's just that if we keep standing in the same energy of something that doesn't feel good and something that no longer exists other than the focus we give it. Now, I just want to say, just want to say this, and I say it in one of my coaching groups regularly because it's really important for me to highlight this. I'm not um, bringing grief into this, okay? Mm-hmm. Grief is a different ball game. It's a big, big thing. And I'm, I'm not bringing that into this. So I just... I just want to put that as a caveat there. Um, but in um, an experience that maybe, and I'm not putting trauma, trauma, uh, I'm, I'm leaving that out as well, because yes, there will be therapy needed, who knows how long maybe. So I'm not putting that out there. But our, somebody said something to you, or I don't know, or something's happened in your work, or, or something's happened in your job, or something's happened, I don't know, with a member of your family. The smaller kind of day-to-day yeah. niggles and, yeah, and yeah. difficulties, yeah. And you're, 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 how can I put it, you're like a dog with a bone, okay, you're like a dog with a bone, you're, you're focused on it, you won't let it go, um, you sounds like Ralph. You, you, <laughs> um, you allow it to affect not just your day, but if that happened a year ago, you're still a let it, letting it affect you now. It's interesting that people, if you um, just say something's happened at work, and you know that it hasn't been a great experience, and you choose to leave, you know, you find yourself another job and you leave. But you, but you're still focused on the energy of that, or the feeling of it, or whatever that happened before. You are going to take that with you in the same in your new job, mm-hmm. and then know it's not beneficial to you on any level. And then what people tend to do is they'll then speak to their friends and everybody about it, and l- let them know how they feel, and then you. Friends are going to be really kind to you and agree with you. And then that's going to build it all up. And then you're stuck in the energy of it. And it remains. Mm -hmm. Everything remains energetically as you focus on it. Take your focus away from it. It has to fade away. I think it's quite addictive as well, actually, in a weird way. Because say, I don't know, say you're going through a hard time with your partner and they've done something that's really, you know, peed you off or maybe you've had a tricky breakup with them or whatever it is. And you go to your friends or you go to your mum or your parent or whoever um, and you tell them that story because you know that you're going to get a reaction, um, you know, usually. And there will be some friends perhaps that do give it to you straight, maybe, and or try and get you to think of it in a different perspective. But usually the friend will go, yeah, you're so right what a beep, you know, can't believe that they did that to you. You don't deserve that, you know, all that kind of thing. And then you feel good. It is that kind of dopamine of like, yeah, I am right. And I have a reason to be annoyed. So I'm going to stay annoyed. And you feel justified. You feel justified. Definitely. And I think that, you know, we've all been there. We've all done that. I've definitely done that. Um, And I still do it. But 
what the the key thing for me I think is actually I feel a lot better when I stop myself doing it so actually the the feeling that I get when I complain and then my friends agree with me don't get me wrong that's a good feeling but it leaves like a sour bitter taste in your mouth you know it's like a feeling that is good but isn't actually it pure and and, and good in a kind of intrinsic sense the feeling though that I get when I hold my tongue and have a great time with my friends talking about other stuff that isn't related to that thing that I want to bitch and moan about that's a pure joyful feeling that then changes momentum and sets me on a much better path but it is you do have to stop yourself you do have to kind of force yourself to be like right I'm not going to keep saying this story and although I will get that satisfaction and justification of being told I'm in the right I don't need that that's not going to serve me in the long run what will serve me is, you know, having having a good time with my friends. And don't and don't get me wrong. I think there's an an element of, you know, maybe you, you do talk to that one friend and you do have a have a conversation about it. And that's why I posed the first question to you because I think an element of deconstruction and reflection is really good. And sometimes doing that with other people is especially helpful. But I think if you can do that reflection, maybe alone or you know in a smaller dose, and then actually just go and have fun with with the people around you that will serve you better in the long run I think in dealing with whatever it is you're going through not always but that's just what I found to be my experience yeah no definitely definitely I mean it's addictive because it's the ego kicking in mm. isn't it um remember- I don't have an ego <laughs> we all do I'm egoless we all do <laughs> like um, wouldn't that be wonderful yeah you're Buddha um but no, so we have the ego, don't we? And then we have the higher self, the, the energy, the, you know, the connected part of us. So yeah, when there's an addiction to a feeling of justification, then that's, yeah, it's the ego kicking in, you know, and it's, it's what it's there for. It's whether or not you're prepared to feel that justification and how good that feels for that literal two minutes as you're talking about it. If that's worth the building of the momentum where you're going to feel rubbish for the next however long, because that's what you're doing. It's a bit like um, I've thought of an analogy as you were saying it. Okay. And that is say somebody who wants to lose weight. Okay. And they have the, so, so they're on their healthy food regime, whatever. We've and they feel, there. and they feel, and they I'm f- permanently there. <laughs> <laughs> what healthy food? No, trying. <laughs> And, um, you know, thank you for that surprise tone. That was, that was lovely. And, um, and you know, so, so they love the feeling of their healthy food. They, they, you know, they love the feeling they get from it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's that cream cake, you know, and, um, they don't really want it, but you know, fat and sugar is addictive. Like you just said, you know, justification addictive and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, they have that cream cake. And for that two minutes after they've, while they're eating it and after they've had it, They'll have that sugar high and that feeling. After that, there's no satisfaction at all. In point of fact, you're beating yourself up about why you've even had it. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, why would I build momentum on something that doesn't feel good? Yes, I want justification. Yes, I want friends to um, agree with me, blah, blah, blah. But it's so short-lived it's so short-lived and it, it's really not worth it. So if you are going to deconstruct and reflect with friends, make sure it's with friends that are taking you to a place that feels better, mm. not friends that say, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right. Well, I was actually going to say a point on that. I think that's a really good point because I think there's actually a risk that uh, for some people, this is what your friendships become about. 
Um, and I good point. Yeah, and I think you know I think I've had friends in the in the past, and it could be school friends or colleagues. I think colleagues is actually one because I think sometimes you're in a work environment, maybe you're bitching about work, and that actually kind of becomes the basis for your for your friendship or your relationship mm. is that kind of process or office politics, yeah, exactly, mm. and and a kind of moaning about that stuff. And and don't get me wrong, I think there's a place for that, but I think that you know I. I love my friendships for the joy that they bring, the fun that they bring, the laughter, the happiness, all of that. It's and and my friends are there for me in those moments of really tricky times if I need them, but that's not what it's built on. It's mm-hmm. not built on kind of, you know, uh justifying each other and justifying our behavior or us being upset or whatever. It's it's about lifting and moving forward and moving onwards and you know what I mean, laughing through whatever we're going through. And I really value my friendships for that. Yeah. So I think that's also something to just be mindful of. If 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 you are telling these stories over and over again and letting them kind of ruin your day to day, it could be seeping into your relationships as well. And then that could mean that the foundation of some of your friendships or relationships isn't a positive one. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's not a place that I want to be in personally. Exactly. I think, you know, I do. I, I think that is such a good point. And it really is about, you know, this, this, this whole podcast series is all about living a hell yes, you know, and is it? <laughs> and if um, and if gosh, I'm glad we're on microphones now because as your <laughs> mum, I would be laying down the law what, what to that comment. Um, True but, colors um, are coming out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, definitely, this is all about living a hell yes. And when we're justifying or staying in old stories, keeping stuck in those things that don't feel good, you're not living a hell yes. Justifying, feeling justified, keeping hold of resentments, keeping hold of any form of resistance does not help you to feel good. It is so short-lived. Ego-filled feelings are so short-lived that that truly is living a hell no. Mm. So it's be what what would be really great is become aware with no self judgment. Yeah, definitely. Become aware though of what is your habit because it is a habit, and it's probably an unconscious habit because it's amazing the behaviours we pick up as we go through life and we cement them roughly by the age of eleven or twelve. So then we just build on them, you know, we build on them. So just be. Just be aware. Of, and, you know, think about it when you're a child, you know. This is even the basis of it. How many times as a child did you say, not you specifically, anybody, say, it's not my fault. It, mm-hmm. I'm not to blame. Mm-hmm. It, already in justifying mode, yeah. you know. And you do it without even knowing. Mm-hmm. So awareness is key. It, it doesn't make you feel happy and then it goes back to that you know we've said this before do you want to be right or do you want to be happy Mm. let's go for the happiness part of it let's do that that's living a hell yes so just be aware of any old stories that you're staying stuck in because you're thinking no you know though I was right there you know that I was right and if only that person had behaved differently well they didn't Mm. so they didn't so choose to you now have the power though at that time to choose to, now do i do i want to feel good instead or not you're not going to feel good by keep dredging up the same story yeah and, and ultimately practically what 
positive difference is it making? Is it going to change anything? No. No. Um, is it is it going to make you feel better? No. No. So what what is the benefit? And I would just do you know it's even maybe finding a replacement activity. So it's, it's I think awareness is the first step, and then the next thing is you know when you do have that urge to really um, kind of. Uh, you know, dredge it up or, or go on about it. And, you know, as I said, look, there is a time and a place and it's not me saying that every time you have to be really zen and just go inward and, and move past it. That's not it. But for me, for example, going for a walk mm-hmm. yeah. and just like, honestly, it sounds obvious, but physical movement where I've got my headphones, I'm listening to something or I'm just walking, you know, kind of in silence and just observing what's going on around me, but it just separates it. So instead of me then going to, I don't know, into the office where Ellie's working and just just unloading my thoughts of the day, you know, in a kind of negative way and putting that on her, it will be instead, okay, right, let me take myself out of the situation, go for a walk instead. Or, you know, journal, just write it down, you know, just write it down because you can be totally unfiltered. You don't have to think about, you know, what you're saying in terms of anyone else. You can be totally honest, just write down your thoughts and then and then go for a walk and then say, see how you feel after. And if you still need a conversation to reflect and deconstruct, then obviously by all means. But I think that conversation will then be a much more positive, useful, forward-focused conversation than if you were if you didn't do those activities and just went straight into the, do you know what I mean? The kind of moaning like complaining yeah. session. I, um, I, I just want to say this as well. I think it's an incredibly important point, actually, that's just come to me as you've been speaking, is just really know that you deserve better, mm, actually. Definitely, no, for sure. You, you deserve to live a life that feels really good. And the most empowering thing to know is you can change where you put your focus of thought. So how cool is that? You know, it doesn't depend on anyone or anything around you. It's within you. And that is so incredibly empowering. So, you know, that's what I really want you to take from that, from this is remember, you can choose where you put your focus. Remember that, that saying that we hear, don't we, you know, um, what is it? What you put your focus on persists. And, you know, if you take your focus away from it, it fades. Butchered that a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I have really butchered that. <laughs> but but the point is is relevant, you know. The fact is, though, you keep focused on stuff, it's going to build and it gets stronger. You take your focus away from anything, as I said earlier in this episode, it has to fade away, has to fade away. So choose to, this is the choice. Do I want to feel good or do I not? That's really it. Um, there is... Really, there is no thought, and I have given you the caveats of grief and trauma, but there is no thought really that you cannot choose to move away from so that you can choose to feel good. Mm-hmm. But it's that awareness, and as you say, then doing step two, which is doing something different. Yeah. And then step three is do that something different consistently. Mm-hmm. Because it's the only way that you're going to build a new behavior. But firstly, decide before you do any of that, decide whether or not you feel your own happiness is worth it, because it truly is. Mm. And I would also, the final thing I would just say on this is to um, a, a useful activity as, as well as like go through the story of what happened, but go through it with the lens of what have I learned or what can I take from this that's positive mm-hmm. um, and then let it go. Mm-hmm. So you do feel like you're getting that kind of ritual moment of saying goodbye to the moment mm-hmm. and, and, and moving forward, but it's it's useful and it's future focused mm-hmm. and you can reflect on it with a kind of positive lens 
of all right what went wrong what went right mm-hmm. and kind of how can I use that I guess in future yeah that's what I would say might might be a good way yeah to great absolutely because well. the word that came to me when you were saying that was empowering you know yeah and that's that's the whole point of living a hell yes isn't it is feeling empowered you know not disempowered when you're giving power to an old story um and it might involve somebody else or, or something else or whatever that's disempowering you know you're stopping yourself from being all that you could be so yeah just choose empowerment and that's what that came to me as you were saying that I think it's a great idea yeah take take those learnings embrace them Mm -hmm. and move forward with the learnings not with the old story yeah leave that behind so then you're moving forward into what you want rather than what you've had absolutely yeah I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah. Thank you, Margie. No, I I thank you. (laughs) I really hope that everyone's enjoyed this episode and that you found it useful as always and that it's resonated with you. Please let us know if it does, because as we mentioned at the beginning, getting your feedback is is really lovely and, and is what we kind of, you know, do this for. Um, as always, there's links in the description to other places that you can find us um, and feel free to reach out to us there. But in the meantime, we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell. Yes. yes. Bye bye.